You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. When we hang out with those who have a different moral view, a different worldview, we're putting ourselves in jeopardy. Well, if I hang out long enough, they'll get saved. Maybe. Chances are they won't. Maybe they will. When we keep company with darkness, our light becomes flickering and it starts to go out a little bit as we keep company with darkness. Like father, like son. Not always a good thing. Like the story of Jehoram and Uzziah, they surrounded themselves with things that eventually led to their demise, as we learn from Pastor Dave today. The best place you can be is with God. He keeps you from what's contradictory to the good things that are found when you follow Him. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 22, as he begins his message, Wrong Place, Wrong Time, Wrong People. So we'll see what the Lord wants to do. So turn open to your Bibles in 2 Chronicles chapter 22 as we move on through this book. So as we've been studying, the kingdom of Judah, which is the southern kingdom, has been drifting away from worshiping the Lord God, Jehovah. And now for eight years under the tutelage and reign of Jehoram, They've on this downward spile. When did this downward turn take place? Anybody remember? What was the thing that started this downward turn in the nation? Yep. It was the marriage of good King Jehoshaphat, a good and godly king, allowed his son Jehoram to marry Ahab's daughter. Wicked Ahab from the northern kingdom. Remember, it started with good intentions. He wanted to reunite the nation. So he had them marry. And at that time, remember, given to son or daughter of kingdoms in marriage was like a peace treaty. It was like the way they formed peace treaties back in this time. But Jehoram, instead of following his father's reforms and seeking the Lord, Jehoram turned away from following the Lord and it said did evil in his sight. He even killed all his brothers so that they wouldn't come and challenge him for the throne. He even restored the worship of Baal, the idol. He actually forced the people into spiritual adultery, forced them into worshiping a foreign god rather than the Lord God Jehovah. And this began a moral decay in the kingdom. And we read in verse 20, in chapter 21 and verse 7, that God would not destroy the house of David because of the covenant he had made with David. 
It says, after he talks about Jehoram and how he killed his brothers and all these things, he says, yet the Lord would not destroy the house of David because of the covenant which he had made with David. And since he had promised to give a lamp to him and to his sons forever. Lord is not slack in his promises. The Lord keeps his promises. He who began the work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He who began that work, he will keep that promise. There is not one promise in the Bible that has not happened or will happen. Not one promise. And we should be thankful for that. And that should give us great encouragement. Knowing that the Lord's going to do something great in our lives. And he's going to finish the work. That we will be with him for eternity. That he will return and take us up in the air. We will meet him in what we call the rapture. And we will be with him forever. So Jehoram was a wicked king. But things got worse and rebellion broke out against him. Various cities started coming against him. And he received a letter from the prophet Elijah and basically tells him, Hey, Jehoram, God's done with you. God's had it. Can you imagine getting a letter like that? Can you imagine like getting a letter like that from the Lord? Dear Dave, your toast, sign the Lord. Can you imagine getting a letter like that? He'd had it. And subsequently, Jehoram dies of a horrible death. And he's buried. But because of his wickedness, no one cared. No one came to the funeral. And they didn't even give him a proper funeral. So as we come to chapter 22, Jehoram's son, Ahaziah, Ahaziah, is crowned king. All right, let's look at three and four. He, talking about Azahiah, also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab. That's where we need to be. For his mother advised him to do wickedly. Therefore, he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like the house of Ahab, for they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. To his destruction, instead of following the Lord, Ahaziah decides to follow the advice of Ahab's counselors to his destruction. Hence, he gets to the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. He's hanging out with the wrong dudes. He's seeking counsel from the wrong people. And this is going to come back and really hamper him. In fact, it's only going to, it's going to cause him grief and he's going to only get the rain one year because he's hanging around with the wrong people. Instead of following the Lord, Ahaziah follows advice of Ahab's counselor to his destruction. Let's read 4b through 9. It says, Ahab, for they were, they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. He also followed their advice and went to Jehoram the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to war against Haziel, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead, and the Syrians wounded Joram. Then he returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds which he had received at Ramah when he had fought against Haziel, king of Syria. And Azariah, or Azahiah, the son of Jehoram, they're the same name there, by the way, king of Judah, went down to see Jehoram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel because he was sick. His going to Jehoram was God's occasion for Ahaziah's downfall. For when he arrived, he went out with Jehoram against Jehu, the son of Nimshah, whom the Lord had anointed to cut off the house of Ahab. 
And it happened when Jehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab and found the princes of Judah and the son of Ahaziah's brothers who serve Ahaziah that he killed them. Then he searched for Ahaziah. They caught him. He was hidden in Samaria, brought him to Jehu. Then they killed him. They had buried him because they said, he is the son of Jehoshaphat who sought the Lord with all his heart. So the house of Ahaziah had no one to assume the power over the kingdom. So interesting things are happening here. His close association with the wicked house of Ahab developed into a war a war alliance against Syria. They went into battle, and the king of Israel was wounded. Ahaziah went to visit him because of the connection with his mother's family. Remember, his wife was the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. Had Ahaziah not compromised and fallen in with Joram and worshipped Baal, had he not followed after his mother-in-law Jezebel's wickedness, he would have been spared from the defeat and shame. But he chose the wrong people to associate with. I'm going back to what I put in far as the title today. He chose the wrong people to associate with. And guys, this can happen to us. We can hang out with the wrong crowd. We can go to the wrong people for counsel. And this can be to our downfall. Their influence upon us, especially including family, Their influence upon us can be very strong to the point where we tend to compromise in order to find favor with them. You've seen it. I've seen it. You might have even done it. And I'm not trying to put anybody down because we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and we can come after we've sinned to him and be forgiven. But it's clear It's clear that he was hanging around with the wrong people. He was seeking counsel from Ahab's counselors. He was seeking counsel from almost like going to the evil one, the Satan himself, and seeking counselors from him. Here he is, the king of Judah, following in his father, grandfather's footstep, David. But he's not doing what he's supposed to do. He's not following hard after the Lord. Instead, Baal is coming in. He's listening to his mother-in-law. He's listening to the people who are pulling him down. You know, we've said this a ton of times, and it needs to be repeated, because we forget, and we don't understand that, because we all have good intentions. We all have good intentions. But in 1 Corinthians 15, in verse 33, it's a simple statement. You've heard it here. You might have heard it a lot of places. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. When we hang out with those who have a different moral view, a different worldview, we're putting ourselves in jeopardy. Well, if I hang out long enough, they'll get saved. Maybe. Chances are they won't. Maybe they will. When we keep company with darkness, our light becomes flickering and it starts to go out a little bit as we keep company with darkness. And someone one asked, so where is the best place when, where's the best place to be when we're tempted? Where is the best place for you to be when you're tempted? Obviously, church, the word, obviously, that's where you're supposed to be. Prayer, absolutely, absolutely. The best place to be is to be in the will of God. Amen. The best place to be is to be abiding in Jesus Christ. 
through prayer, through the word, through being in church. Yes, that's the best place to be. The Bible tells us that what, what Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness in Matthew 4 where he was tempted by the devil, but Jesus always is in the will of God. He was always going where God had led him. In this case, God had led him to the wilderness, but he was still in God's will. Far too often, we're out of the will of God and bring temptations upon ourselves unnecessarily. We go to the wrong places. We hang out with the wrong people. And then we're shocked when we do the wrong thing. We can't do that. We have to, we're new creations in Christ. Where was Peter when he denied the Lord? Where was Peter when he denied the Lord? Warming himself by the enemy's fire, hanging out with the wrong crowd. He was warming himself by the enemy's fire, sitting there outside the priest's home. He was hanging around with mockers and unbelievers. And in the glow of fire, of the fire, he was recognized by a couple of maids, and he denied three times. You know the story. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. And then he did the wrong thing. Don't be shocked when you get tempted when you go to a party with your friends and they're drinking or doing drugs. Don't get shocked when all of a sudden you become tempted. Don't get shocked when you're going through the internet and something pops up and you get tempted. Don't be shocked. I'm not saying if you don't do those things, temptation will go away. You will always be tempted. But what I'm trying to say is you don't live under the necessary pressure that you bring on yourself by putting yourself in those positions. <laughs> Something just hit my mind. You know me. You know my mind. You know my mind. It's a great, great line from one of the Dirty Harry movies. I think it was the second movie called Magnum Force. Clint Eastwood said to his boss, man's got to know his limitations. To know what is your weakness. You got to know what is the trigger. Stay away. Stay away. Stay away. You know, if your eyes are the trigger, put them in the cave. Close them. Close them. We have to be very careful. We have to be careful. Why do we feel like we need to compromise to get to that place that's so sad? What is Romans 12? One and two tell us, do not be conformed to what? The world. Don't be conformed to the world. Don't be conformed to the world. And as Christians, we must let the word of God shape our thinking. We are now following the word of God. We have to let the word of God shape what we think, not what the evil company thinks. Don't you see that here, Haziah was getting counsel from wicked people. He was getting counsel from these wicked people who were serving Ahab. He was seeking the wrong counselor. He was seeking the ways of the world. He was looking for the world thing. When we get caught up in the world, what happens? Envy, divisions, pride, immorality, greed, irreverence, and selfishness abound. And we get swallowed up. This can come from keeping evil company. Notice that what drew Ahaziah away from the Lord. What was it where his evil company was? Who was it? Family. It was his wife and his mother-in-law and the family. He was drawn away by your family. Drawn away by your family. It's interesting. You know, my mind is going 100 miles an hour because, I, you know, Jesus, you're 
mother and your brothers and sisters are here. Who is my mother? Who is my brothers? Who are my sisters? He who does my will. He who does the work of the Father. Then he says, unless you hate your mother, hate your father, you can have no part of me. What's he saying? He's saying that he needs to be a priority of our life. Family can bring you down. And we love them. And we want to see them saved. But if they constantly bring you down, then you need to just stay away from them. I know that's hard to do. I know it's hard to do. It, trust me, it's very hard to do. Very hard to do. You need to stay away from that which brings you down. That which causes you to sin. That which causes you to go the wrong way. Look at why they killed Ahaziah in verse 9. Why did they kill him? Then they searched for Ahaziah and they caught him. He was hidden in Samaria and brought him to Jehu. When they killed him, they buried him because they said, he is the son of Jehoshaphat who sought the Lord with all his heart. They killed him. They killed him. When you seek the Lord and you are living a Christian life, people are going to hate you. People are not going to like you. Jesus prophesied that. They hated me, they're going to hate you. The throne was empty. There was no one sitting on the throne after Jehu killed Ahaziah. There was no one sitting on the throne. It was empty. So the queen mum decided she would now take over. She took this opportunity to seize the throne. It was the throne of David. Now then, Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead. She arose and destroyed all the royal heirs of the house of Judah. Well, this wonderful lady, she gets in there and she says, okay, I'm going to be the queen mum and nobody's going to come near me either. So she kills all the rest of the people who might be heirs to the throne. She basically kills her own grandchildren so they can not oppose her in her Rain. The last thing Athaliah wanted was someone from David's dynasty to be around because they would have been next in line, wouldn't they have? According to the secession. That's the last thing she wanted. She took a page from her mom and dad's playbook and she brought worship to Baal and to the southern kingdom and she decided to kill all the royal princes. But she wasn't as successful as she thought she would be. One escaped. This was a scary time for Israel because David's family was being destroyed one by one. When Jehoram became king of Judah, he killed all his brothers and some of the princes of Israel to prevent them from dethroning him. The Arabian raiders raided and killed Jehoram's older son. Jehu had some of David's descendants killed. And now Athaliah had ordered the royal seed to be wiped out. She follows a ruthless past of her mother and father. She saw an opening and the ambition got the better of it. Instead of hungering, thirsting for righteousness, she thirsted for power and wanted to rule. She thought she couldn't get it any other way. So none who would reign with her, she killed even the infants and babies that might have reigned after her because she feared a competitor, never giving any thought to a successor. Satan was trying to do his best to undo God's promises. 
Satan loves to try to undo God's promises. He enjoys trying to do that. He does it by questioning God's word. It started with Eve. Has God really said this? He questions God's word. Because the house of her father Ahab was destroyed, she had the spirit of revenge and rage against God. And interestingly, she didn't serve the one true living God. She served idols and Baal. Even those who did not believe in God always seem to blame him for anything that goes wrong in their lives. You ever notice that? People who don't believe in God blame God. People who don't believe in God are blaming Israel for attacking the Gaza when it's the Hamas that are showering Israel with the rockets after rockets after rockets. And they're defending themselves. But you don't read about that in the local papers. All you read about is Israel attacking them. The people who don't know the living God blame him for everything that goes wrong. They like to blame him. This queen mom wanted to wipe out any descendant of David. They wanted to put and distinguish the lamp that the Lord had promised. She forgot one thing. She forgot one thing. What do you think she forgot? I want to know what you think. What do you think she forgot? She forgot who made the promise with David. (laughs) She forgot who made the promise with David. Who was the promise keeper? The Lord. The Lord made the promise with David. It was the Davidic covenant. Remember who made that covenant? It was God. God would make sure that the covenant was kept. He would make sure that David's dynasty would continue. And I love that. That's what the scripture said. God keeps the covenant. It's God, it says in Philippians 1 verse 6. He who began the work in you will complete it. God that began the work in you is going to complete it. He was the one. He was the one that was going to do it. He would make sure David's dynasty was continued. There was nothing more than retaliation of what Jehu did to her family and the worship of all. But God was still on the throne, praise God. And he always has servants ready to act. Her name was Jehoshabeth. Little known woman had an important place in God's plan for the ages. Though her courage and ingenuity, she preserved the royal line of David through which the Messiah would come. Let's see what it says. In verse 11, but Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered and put him and his nurse in the bedroom. bedroom. So Jehoshabeth and the daughter daughter of King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada, the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah so that she did not kill him. And he was hidden with them in the house of God for six years while Athaliah reigned over the land. Verse 11 tells us that Jehoshabeth was a wife of Jehoiada. These are great names, guys. These are great names, boy. I'll tell you what. Man, I'll tell you what. These are great. You get tongue-tied. Just say it all. It's great. But Jehoshabeth was the wife of Jehoiada, the high priest. Jehoiada was a godly man who was concerned with restoring the throne of David. He wanted to restore the throne to its rightful owner and take it away from the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. You've been listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave has been working his way through the book of 2 Chronicles. 
Before you assume that this book entails a bunch of details from the past that don't really affect you today, make sure you take some time to appreciate what this book offers. In addition to the history of the Israelite people, you get to know the rise and fall of many kings. They were all sinners who needed a savior. They were just like every person today, no matter their status, who needs a savior. Do you know this savior, Jesus? If you do, you've come to greatly value what this means in your life. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, we want to help you understand that. No one has it all figured out on their own. For sure, no one is capable of living without sin and error. But what you need to realize is that there's a sure hope through the Savior, Jesus Christ. His willingness to be traded for your sins makes all the difference. By knowing Him personally and believing in Him, you get to move forward with life, knowing you're not perfect, but that God's bringing you into something better. The ministry of a sure hope comes out of Calvary Chapel, Cape May. If you're in the area, we'd love to worship God together with you this weekend. Head over to assurehoperadio.com for service times and directions. Again, that's assurehoperadio.com. If you can't make it in person, we stream our services live to Facebook and YouTube. That's all we have for today, but we look forward to connecting with you again on the next edition of A Sure Hope. Show.